immediately next to her on her right is the national chairperson of the economic freedom fighters Komsa veronica mente on my extreme right the far end of the table is the deputy secretary general of the eff Komsa Popi mailula and immediately next to her on her left is the secretary general of the economic freedom fighters Komsa marshal jamini on my immediate left is the deputy president Nico Floyd Shivambo of the Economic Freedom Fighters, and of course on my right, who will be taking us through today in our press conference, is the Commander-in-Chief and President of the EFF, uh, President Julius Malema. Over to you, President. Thank you very much. Uh, our spokesperson is now Tambo and the officials of the Economic Freedom Fighters, members of the media and the people of South Africa, Africa and the diaspora. The Economic Freedom Fighters send its compliments to the people of South Africa and affirm that the economic emancipation movement is still intact and ready to lead South Africa after the 2024 elections. We welcome all the people of South Africa to the year of economic freedom, the year of the revolution and the year of monumental change in the political landscape of South Africa. We take this opportunity to convey our sincere gratitude to all EFF ground forces and the people of South Africa who partook in all the programs of the EFF to celebrate and mark our 10 years of existence. The 10th anniversary programs and activities of the EFF, including the legacy programs and projects were carried out with optimal and utmost excellence. The EFF demonstrated beyond any doubt that we are a solid and sound organization with optimal capacity to organize and carry out our programs successfully. That is what we will continue to do even when we are the government of the province of all provinces, KwaZulu Natal and of South Africa from this year onwards. We also take this moment to welcome the South African government's decision to file an application before the International Court of Justice against Apartheid Israel. We stand in full support of this decisive action, reflecting our unwavering commitment to global justice and human rights. Furthermore, we strongly call on the government to follow through with the National Assembly's motion introduced by the EFF to close the Israel Embassy in South Africa. This move is a critical step towards holding accountable those who have long disregarded international laws and human rights standards. We take this opportunity to report to the people of South Africa that the targets we set ourselves in preparations for the 2024 general elections are all fully met. When we established our election machinery in August 2023, we set ourselves the target of establishing branch election task forces in all of South Africa's 4,368 wards. We are happy to report that as of the 2nd of January 2024, all the 4,368 wards have functional BETFs, which makes it 67,020 members of BTFs who are leading election machinery at what level. When we established the election machinery in August 2023, 
we set ourselves a target of establishing voting district election task forces in all of South Africa's 23,296 voting districts. We are happy to report that the EFF has functional and verified voting districts election task forces in all the 23,296 voting districts. We can boldly confirm that as of the 2nd of January 2024, the EFF has verified and audited 481,649 ground forces who are volunteers in all the voting districts. What this means is that the Economic Freedom Fighters has a total of 548 and 669 volunteers and ground forces who will be campaigning for the EFF for the purpose of elections victory in 2024. We call, we call on the young people of South Africa and all the remaining members of the EFF to join in as volunteers and organizers for elections victory in 2024. A clarion call is that every young person must be a volunteer and organizer for election victory in 2024. Young people are called upon to join the Battalion of Economic Freedom Fighters, volunteers and organizers. The 2024 elections will be a turning point in the history of South Africa's politics and we as the EFF will be at the center of that monumental change. We know that the right-wing forces which are funded and coordinated by the white capitalist establishment and foreign countries are hard at work to prevent the EFF from ascending to political power in 2024. We want to assure the people of South Africa, the African continent and the progressive world that the EFF will ascend to government in South Africa after the national and provincial elections. Despite the many commitments and lies told by the sitting government, load shedding is still a reality, and this is what it does. Students just wrote their metric in the dark only to be allowed to spend the rest of December with electricity. There are factories that have closed down, leaving hundreds without jobs. Companies are incurring additional costs in security and backup electricity because of load shedding. The healthcare system is crippled with hospitals struggling to maintain critical life-saving equipment in an operational state during power outages. It is true that load shedding is killing people. Small businesses, the backbone of our economy, are suffocating under the pressure of interrupted operations, leading to losses, losses in revenue and potential closures. Students at institutions of higher learning are suffering because of inconsistent power supply. Lastly, the tourism sector, which is, a vital, which is vital for our nation's income and global reputation, is tarnished as visitors face the grim reality of a country unable to provide basic utility services. These are the damages of load shedding that they are trying to cover with lies. The country is facing an unemployment crisis that is now a matter of national security. As people return to their places of work after holidays, there are more than 11.7 11, 11 million people 
who are willing, able, and ready to make a living for themselves, but are excluded from the economy. These are unemployed, dejected, and forgotten people who should be contributing meaningfully to the economy to feed their families. What is even more scary is that we have more than 70% of people between the age of 15 and 34 years of age who cannot find employment, being forced into a life of crime and illegal substance abuse. These are young people condemned to a hell of unemployment as Sir Ramaphosa made it clear that it is not the intention or obligation of the ANC government to create jobs. Our people continue to live in spaceless townships and informal settlements in squalor without clean water and flushing toilets. When we revived the cry for land, for land to build houses, build schools, churches, factories, and farms, this cry was once more hijacked. We tabled a motion for Parliament to start a process to amend Section 25 of the Constitution to allow for expropriation of land without compensation into the custody of the state. That process was hijacked. Despite hundreds of submissions that made a concrete call for expropriation of all land without compensation, whites continued to own 72% of total farms and agricultural land, while blacks Africans only own 4% of the land. This is the reason why they don't want to amend the Constitution. The South African police services has completely collapsed, leaving our people on their own. There is nothing between them and criminals. In the last calendar year, more than 27,494 people were murdered. This figure increased by more than 2,000 murders compared to the previous year. Already in the first and the second quarter of the current year, more than 13,000 people have already been murdered. These numbers are higher than those in some declared civil war zones. The number of sexual offenses, number of attempted murder, the number of assaults, common assaults, robbery, and contact crimes have gone up in the last quarter. In the last quarterly report, which covers the period of July and September 2023, there were 6,945 murders. There were 3,733 kidnappings, and 10,516 cases of rape were reported. This is all in three months. Women and girl children are continuously found raped and killed in a brutal manner in our communities, while nothing is being done to ensure perpetrators suffer harshly for their crimes. Criminals are now even robbing police stations, and the police are working with drug dealers and politicians. Our roads are in a complete state of disaster. Portals cost millions of rents due to damages. Hundreds of our people are dying on these roads. They are avoidable death. Hospitals are dilapidated, and many of them are in a state of complete disaster. Municipal buildings are an embarrassment. It is as if there are no adults who work there. There is just a general decay and dilapidation of social and economic infrastructure everywhere you go. Water infrastructure is dilapidated. We lose billions of water in leaks while our people do not have clean, dependable and drinkable water and must share water with animals. 
there is no practical and believable plan to address the water crisis in South Africa. While the infrastructure continues to collapse, the National Treasury continues to propose and implement budget cuts with every opportunity. Many of our communities are still without water, despite numerical and superficial statistics presented on the access to water South Africa faces a huge crisis of water provision and access. Water is important for human life and water is important for everything we do on a daily basis. We therefore take this opportunity as economic freedom fighters to resonate the voices of waterless communities, districts, municipalities, townships, informal settlements and villages. We do so because everywhere we go, our people are complaining about access to water and they, are correctly, and they correctly say that their voices are not heard and resonated in Parliament despite the fact that this institution is supposed to express the interest of our people. We are here to resonate the cries of the people of Umtlaboya Lingana, of Josini, Mutubatuba and Big Five Tlabisa in Mkanyakude do not have water despite the huge Josini Dam which both the ANC and IFP governments are, falling, are failing to reticulate water from. We know that all the 61 wards of Mzinyati districts, Umsinga, Ngutu, Endumain and Umvoti have a huge crisis of water and there is no solution if those who are government in those municipalities remain in power. Much of the problems we are confronted with is because of the incapable state that has completely collapsed, especially at local government. The majority of municipalities have collapsed and cannot, even, cannot do even the most basic things. Many of the municipalities cannot fix sewer spillage, cannot collect refuse, cannot cut grass, cannot fix, fix potholes, and all they remain is to pay for salaries. We have young, recently graduated doctors and teachers who were funded by the very same state, but today they are told that there are no teaching jobs and there is no money to pay for doctors when, they are in, when there are hospitals and clinics who do not have doctors today. Our nation is in a crisis and must be rescued as a matter of agency. As they await their results, the EFF wish all matriculants well following the 2023 examination cycle. We call on all communities to celebrate those who have done well and encourage those who may not perform, who may not perform at desired level to improve their results and never stop pursuing education. A negative outcome in metric result is not a death sentence but an opportunity to further emphasize the importance of applying yourself when it comes to education. We call on all matriculants to pursue post-metric qualifications at university, at universities of technology and TVET colleges in order to better themselves and equip themselves to make a contribution in South Africa's future. The EFF Student Command will once again embark on the campaign and ensure that across all institutions of higher learning, no student is denied access to education due to lack of affordability. 
We take this opportunity to send our condolences to the President of the EFF Student Command, Commissar Sitrelonzi, who was befallen by a tragedy this festive season that has seen four members of his family die after a car accident and one still in hospital in a critical condition. This tragedy that has befallen our young leader, this tragedy that has befallen our young leader of our organization who has committed himself to the struggle of the youth requires all of us to rally behind him. And we encourage all leaders, particularly those in the Western Cape, to show him our support. As the EFF Student Command embarks on the Zofunda Ngenkani campaign, the dire state of the National Student Financial Aid Scheme, NSFAS, demands a radical youth that will fight tirelessly for the doors of learning to be opened for all. As things stand, NSFAS is crippled by a 13 billion budget cut by Treasury, confirming once again that the ANC government sees no value in education. Further to this, the EFF is affirmed in our long-held view that at the center of the collapse of higher education sector is Bladen Zimande, who has now been exposed through leaked voice recordings for having secret meetings with service providers who have allegedly donated more than one million to the SACP during his tenure as the General Secretary. Zimande has been anti-students ever since he was placed in that department for factional reasons and has established it as his personal wallet which he uses to practice patronage, patronage and enrich himself and his friends. Blanche's Monday must resign and he must resign now. We as the EFF want to assure the people of South Africa that we are here to rescue South Africa from high levels of incompetency, directionlessness and incapability of the sitting government. The 30 years of the ANC's rule has proven beyond any doubt that the former liberation has no ideological, political, moral and technical capacity to rescue South Africa from perpetual decline and decay. We remain as the only organization that in our 10 years of existence have demonstrated true commitment to finding permanent solutions to the crisis confronting our country. As a result, we call on Cyril Ramaphosa to immediately announce the election date for the 2024 national and provincial elections as there is no logical or reasonable excuse to prolong this announcement any longer. Ramaphosa must accept that his term that has been defined by failure has come to an end and give the nation a firm election date so it can prepare itself for a future that does not include him. On the 3rd and the 4th of February 2024, the Independent Electoral Commission, IEC, will hold its second voter registration weekend. And the EFF encourages all unregistered South Africans to register to vote and for those who have voted before to check if they, are, they still appear on the voters' roll. The 2024 elections represent a massive opportunity for change and the upliftment of the lives of South Africans and to not re be registered to vote is tantamount to a betrayal of one's duty as a, t as a citizen. The youth must rise to the challenge 
and prove all those who say they are not interested in politics wrong by coming out and register to vote just like they did in the first voter registration weekend. The option to register online remains open until the proclamation of the election date is made. So voter registration is in fact open every day. All South Africans are encouraged to visit the IEC website, check their voting status, and for those who are not registered, you can register to vote online. We will, on the 10th of February 2024, unveil a detailed ready to govern program, which is our manifesto for the 2024 elections. Like all our previous manifestos, our 2024 manifesto is not a document of promises, but real and realizable commitments. We do not make empty promises in the EFF. We make solid, sound, and scientifically proven and based commitments. That's who we are and that's what we represent. We will reveal on the 10th of February that we are the only organization that has a tangible plan to end load shedding and bring back stability of electricity supply in South Africa. We are the only organization that will reveal the fact that we will prioritize water provision to all our communities. We are the only organization with a concrete plan for land redistribution to all our people. We are the only organization that will bring jobs to our people. We are the, we are the organization that will bring free quality education, health care and sanitation for all. We therefore take this opportunity to invite all the people of KwaZulu-Natal to come and attend the launch of our manifesto. The People's Manifesto on the 10th of February 2024 here at the Moses Mabida Stadium. All what's in the province of KwaZulu-Natal and all the voting districts here in Eteguini will be provided with safe and reliable transport to attend the rally. We can confirm today that we are already, we already have received more numbers that have confirmed that they will indeed attend the rally on the 10th of February. EFF programs as demonstrated in the 2023 10th anniversary program and activities are always solid and sound programs and everyone who attend will have attended a solid and historical political education event. I thank you. Thank you very much, President. We'll now open the floor for the first round of questions. So there'll be two rounds. So we'll let's do the first round. We'll take five hands. You'll be number one. Is there number two? Number two. Is there number three? Number three. Is there number four? Let's take those three hands for now and then proceed. Number one. Please state your name and media house. Sure. Uh, greetings to the leadership. Compliments of the season. It's Ntlanta Mabasa from Eyewitness News. The first question is CIC. Um, and I'm asking this because KZN used to be a no-go province for the EFF, but I think things changed before and after the 2021 polls. Looking at this year's provincial and national elections, how are the grounds for the EFF in the province, given also um, some of the things that have happened between the party and, you know, parting ways with other parties and, and, and what's not. Um, the second one, maybe this one should go to the DPDP, 
We've noticed you're now a permanent resident here in the province, of course, working for your organization. Looking at the Department of Infrastructure in Etewini that you are heading, what are some of the successes that your MMC has been able to deliver, but what are some of the challenges facing the department headed by your party, if any? Thank you. That will be all for now. Thank you very much. Number two. Uh, um, good afternoon, everybody, and good afternoon to the leadership of the EFF. Um, I am Kosi Zulu of Silex Africa TV. Uh, just wish um, compliments of the season, uh, hopefully. Um, well, one, I want to just compliment the EFF leadership, more especially under Etsekuni uh, municipality, um, for the basically the progress that I've um, done according to the infrastructure development we have seen and observed the beaches um, which we pride ourselves with in, uh, in Durban. But um, one concern or basically um, issue that I want to find out from the leadership of the EFF is obviously covering a lot of other political organizations. They've always uh, pushed or presented the MPC, which is a multi-party charter. I just want to find out if, because um, the AFF is excluded on that multi-party charter, I just want to find out if um, ever after the elections, provincial and national, will they be able to perhaps negotiate coalition government, whatever the results may be. Thank you. Thank you very much. Number three at the back. Let's get the mic to him as well. from SABC News. Uh, we know that um, Mr. Malema, you have a good relationship with former President Jacob Zuma. What are your sentiments about former President Zuma's stance of rallying behind the MK party? Thank you very much. President. Thank you very much. Uh, well, we are looking very good in uh, KZN in terms of uh, the potential to take over this province. Um, all the research shows that the ANC will not get anything beyond 25% in Guazulu-Natal. And um, therefore, uh, to talk about the ANC as a party that will be governing KZN uh, will be actually uh, be a denial. Uh, so we must start accepting that the ANC is gone in KZN, um, apart from uh, whatever that the EFF is doing, the ANC is just self-destructive um, and is led by a very childish leadership um, in, in KZN. Um, if you listen to the chairperson and the secretary speaking, it's like you are um, in a shebeen, listening to people debating politics. Nothing ideologically sound, no clear direction of where they want to take this province, 
And when we took over the infrastructure department, we found it in a disaster. And um, in less than a year, we've tried everything possible to ensure that we deliver the services to our people. And every infrastructural challenge that we come across here in Eteguini, we don't avoid it. We confront it head on and try to resolve it. The, the swimming pools don't belong to the EFF uh, MMC, but we were able to fight for swimming pools to be uh, completed and make sure that by the time the festive season comes, our people are able to utilize those swimming pools. Yes, our infrastructure, some of it goes into the beaches, tried everything to make sure that the beaches are available and clean for our people to utilize them. So, and the kind of the response we find from the MMC of infrastructure is the kind of a response we should find from all councillors and civil servants who respond to the call of duty, you know, with positive mind and not looking at it as if it's a punishment, that a breach has fallen, that sewer spillage is being experienced in Guamashu, you don't say, no, 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 call the uh, uh, call-free number. And No, the councillors themselves stand up to go there and ensure that those matters are attended to. It's the same style everywhere else where the EFF is in government. You go to Ikurleni, you experience the same thing. You go to Johannesburg, you experience the same thing. You go to... Nelson Mandela experienced the same thing. So we, we are a people's government. We are driven by the uh, service delivery and the demands of our people. I don't know what is multi-party charter. Is that thing of the DA and them? Multi-party charter? Mm, oh, the, the, the Oppenheimer party. <laughs> yeah. So we, 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 not, we have nothing to do with Oppenheimers. We have nothing to do with open up. You know, there is a party here called Rise um, 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 with posters everywhere. Um, um, you guys must ask those guys who's finding them because we've got it on good authority that they are foreign funded. They say foreign country that gives them money. So there is a, a, a country that is forming a party in our country to undermine our sovereignty. You ask everybody about the money, about everything. You never ask Rise, South Africa, where they get the money from. Where do they get the money from? I mean, a person just comes from being a failed editor of a newspaper, and then he forms a party, and the next thing is every corner, including in Guiana. That's a problem. It's a big problem, which the media is not paying attention to. So, those things of posters are very expensive, yeah. DPG. Can I wait to give one poster TG? Yeah, Corex board is 45 rand. So to print 1 million will mean how many? 45 million. 1 million Corex board. So we just have to ask that guy of Rise Africa, how many boards have you printed? Then you'll have an idea how much this guy has spent. So we go to FNB, we have a rally, we do all of that. 
Then there is a noise about where do they get the money from and all of that. And we tell you, the IEC, by mistake, it was bailing the ANC out. Then it gave us money. IEC, how much? 37 million. Gave us 37 million. What's about? The money just came, man. <laughs> Unexpectedly. Hey, we pulled a beautiful show with their money. And then they go around asking, where did they get the money? But they gave us the money. They thought they were giving the ANC a bailout. They gave us the money. Then they said that's the money for elections in July. Now we're going to elections now in May. They don't give us money. So you can see the money was not for elections. It was a money to bail out the new leadership of the ANC that was elected in December, which came into an organization with a debt. And then went to mobilize the Minister of Finance to make some allocation so that the ANC can be bailed out. That's where the question that was actually raised as to how did Gwen resolve the problem of salaries of the ANC in less than a year when it took Paul Mashatile five years to resolve salaries? It was that, imagine if the EFF got 37 million, how much did the ANC get? And then she used that money to resolve the crisis of salaries in the ANC. So she has no capacity, it's not about capacity. It's about conspiring to use the state resources to rescue the collapsing, failing ruling party. Uh, President Zuma has got a right to vote for any party he wishes to vote for. And uh, we can't interfere with his right. If he had said he's going to vote for the EFF, it would have been a very serious boost for us. We'll be very happy. So now he decided to go and vote for non-existing things. And that is not going to help us in the process of displacing the ANC. President Zuma is in denial. And that is, of course, veterans of the ANC are like that. They are in denial that the ANC is dead. President Zuma says, I'm not, I can rescue it this way. There is no rescuing it here. He will just kill himself with a heart attack because those people are not in a position to be rescued by anyone, including President Mandela. If President Mandela was to awaken from his grave, he will not rescue these people. He can do whatever he wants to do, including Madiba Meiji. They are at a point where the ANC is not going to be rescued by anyone. So, President Zuma is just, you know, trying that maybe something can come out and all of that. But really, there's nothing that is going to come out. Um, um, and therefore, we have nothing to do with MK. MK has got a right to exist. Our constitution is there. We don't have anything to do with them. And um, we don't expect anyone of the EFF to take part in the activities of MK. Our constitution is very clear that no one will go and campaign or support other political parties 
That is defining yourself outside the organization. And therefore you have expelled yourself. No one will expel you. We are not going to do that thing that the ANC is doing with President Zuma. He says, I remain an ANC member, but I'm going to vote for MK. Try that with the EFF. Try it. Let's see what's going to happen. It will never happen. We have one party. You, you are a member. You are a supporter. You are a ground force. You are a voter of that party. You can't be half-half. No, you can't be half-half. So, let's make that very clear. We wish President Zuma well, and uh, we hope that something will come out of this, but with my experience of having formed a political party alongside Floyd and them, it's not an easy thing. It's, uh, if you were to ask me to do it again, I won't do it. Actually, I'm much better looking after cattle than to form another political party. So, we are still to see the leadership of MK. Um, uh, what is that thing? Action essay. It has never gone to conference. Never, ever gone to conference. No one says anything about that. Gaten in them. They've never gone to the conference. And no one says anything about them. Rise, Muzanz, has never gone to a conference. No one says anything about it. EFF is going to its third National People's Assembly this year in December. It's going to take place this year. This will be the third in 10 years. But we are still not a suitable party. We are a party of a dictator. We are a party of a... What are you here, Greg? Cult. We are a party of a cult. But all of these fools who have never gone to conference to test their democracy, their internal democracy, are not called cult are not called dictators, are not called all sorts of names. Every target you have put for the EFF has been met. We are the most corrupt organization in the eyes of all our enemies. We have been in government, in serious municipalities, on serious positions. Not a single case of corruption. No MMC of the EFF can be accused of any wrongdoing because we mean it when we say we do not want corruption. All of that uh, it cannot be heard by the South African media. Um, uh, so, look at how we have executed, for instance, the 2023 political program of action of the EFF. And look at all those events and all those programs that we initiated for orphanages and for communities and how we executed our rally and how we executed everything we put before us. It was done exceptionally well. You can't falter EFF on any of the things that they said they will do. And if you are thinking, how is the EFF government going to look like 
Just look at how EFF executes its programs. Then you'll have an appreciation that this is a well-oiled machinery focused on what they've made commitment to. So when we launch our manifesto on the 10th of February, we're not launching a Bible of promises. We're launching commitment. Commitments that are clear with a target, with a date, and what we seek to achieve. So, no one can do that type of a manifesto. The ANC is waiting for the EFF before it launches its manifesto. During the year of elections, the ANC launches manifesto during January 8th statement. The January 8th statement is the manifesto of the ANC during the year of elections. They can't do it now. They are waiting for the leader of society, the EFF, to come first so that they can write a manifesto to counter that. That's how childish they are. They are waiting for us, the real ruling party of South Africa, to come to Moses Mabida and say, this is what we are going to do. They are going to copy everything. You know that's what we do. We lead them. We lead this country. They, there is no one of political parties who does anything without the mention of the EFF as if we are a ruling party. No one. ANC opens his mouth, EFF. DA opens his mouth, EFF. Action SA, EFF. Because we are a leader of society. We are not complaining. Let them say more. Children are talking about their father. They are crying to their father. Let them cry. We'll resolve their problems because we're the only party with the solution. So, 10th of February, we're coming to present solutions to the challenges confronting South Africa. DP? No, thanks, President. I, I thought we had uh, covered the issues in terms of human settlement and infrastructure, but just to highlight something that in context would be very important, that when we took the responsibility of human settlement and infrastructure portfolio as chair in Etiquina municipality, we had to deal with the backlog of the So when the EFF took the responsibility of human settlement and infrastructure in Etequini municipality, we had to deal with the backlog of the massive infrastructure damages that were caused by the 2021 floods. And at the center of those damages was the damages on the water pumps and the wastewater treatment plants. So the political focus which the EFF has been focusing on is to revive the water provision systems in all the areas, whilst making sure that the areas which have got water shortages continue to receive water, sometimes even through immediate interventions of water tanks in Tuzuma, 
in parts of Umlazi and part of Kwamashu as well. But the most important thing that we then got to focus on was the maintenance of and the repairs of the wastewater treatment plants. We've got 36 wastewater treatment plants here in Itikwin, which if are not maintained properly, we have raw sewerage that goes into the ocean and therefore affects the oceans and then leads to the closure of the beaches. Side so that we, we then suffer in terms of tourism. But we can report now, President, that for the 2023 festive season of the 23 swimming beaches of Etiquini, 20 were open. And the ones that were not open is Unstay, Swamna Beach, and Vehicle Spread, which historically have had problems because of uh, the infrastructure backlogs there. But the rest of the 20 beaches were opened and were available for tourism. And that is at the center of Etiquini's economy because we thrive through tourism, particularly from inland travelers who come to the beaches during the festive season. So the EFF was able to make sure and have political focus and emphasis on the wastewater treatment plants to prevent raw sewerage from going into the oceans, but also to repair the water systems, particularly the water pumps that were damaged during the floods. And of course, there's a lot of things that we are emphasizing on uh, that we should uh, be, 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 be looking into. Uh, we have to look after the informal settlements through alternate sanitation, but also constant supply of water. And that we have been dealing with almost perfectly. And, and, and this happens against the crisis that 